Hello there, and welcome to this new episode of Leadership Conversations with Kemi Ogunkoya. On this show, we take you on a journey with inspiring, transformational, and authentic leaders with stories that inspire, principles that catalyze, and insights that will transform your life and business forever. Are you ready to dive in? Join the conversation and let the show begin. And my next guest on the show is Dasha Koshkina. And today we shall examine leadership and community, how great leaders leverage community for business acceleration and growth. So what exactly is the kind of communities that business leaders need to grow? And I, I, I bet that this would be a transformational one. We've spoken about quite a number of elements of the dozen model. We have spoken about clarity. We have spoken about communication. We have spoken about competence. You know, uh, we have spoken about consistency. And it's amazing how each of these elements go on to shape our reality as leaders. One of the things that we have also been able to establish over the last few weeks is the nature of leadership in itself. So one thing that you know, somehow we have been able to establish is that as a leader, you need great level of clarity, okay? Uh, and we began the show by first demystifying the concept of leadership and helping leaders understand exactly who they need to be to step into their full place of leadership. And by that, we were able to establish the fact that leadership in itself is, you know, not about your position. Leadership is not about you know, your situation or condition. Rather, it is a choice that you get to make. We also established the fact that leadership in itself is shapeless. And then, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. When you make that choice to wanting to step into your full place of leadership, then that's exactly what you need to be. So it doesn't matter whether you're a man or woman. It doesn't matter what your financial situation or your social economic status is. It's more about a choice that you get to make. All right. So. Um, you know, like I said, it promises to be a great show. We have Dasha in the house already. Um, you know, so I'm going to introduce her and then we're going to bring her right on board. So let's meet Dasha. So Dasha Koshkina, study free founder and CEO, is a 28-year-old solo entrepreneur. Dasha has been officially selected for Forbes 30 um, under 30 and also recognized by the global EdTech 800 list of world most innovative EdTech startups and 200 top women CEO and founder leading global EdTech startup. In 2020, Study Free became the winner of the Seed Start Global Competition and it's for, you know, it's under Dasha, you know, that she became the first female winner over the last seven years of the competition. And following her success, she became a sought after expert among fellows and prospective students on studying abroad with help of scholarship and grants. And, you know, Dasha has got such a great and really, really extensive and impressive profile. So, Without wasting much of our time, we're going to bring Dasha, who is also the founder of Study Free, a platform that allows students to find free or low-cost higher education opportunities from the world's leading university. So Dasha, it is great to have you here. Thank you for joining in. How are you doing? Hi, Kemi. Hi. I'm really happy to be here today. How are you? Hi. <sighs> 
Very fine, thank you, Dasha. It's good to have you on board. Likewise, I'm super excited. Uh, yeah, it's really the All best right. in Saturday. All right, awesome, thank you. All right, Dasha, so, you know, we just read your extensive profile and then we're just gonna get right into the conversation, right? So, Dasha, in your experience, what exactly makes a great leader? Um, I think it's it's a combination and so many different factors, and it's uh, it's all about you know um, how you choose direction, how you make decisions, how you stick with them, how you get people. It's really about the empathy. Um, I don't think I have really like a very short answer, but um, for me, a leader is someone, someone who can connect people together and inspire them and uh, to build something really great uh, and to show the direction to the people. That's something um, I'm leaning towards. That, that's, that's amazing, you know, and, and, you know, I love the beauty of what you just said about the fact that it's not just one thing that makes a leader, it's pretty much the combination of so many things. Now, Dasha, you um, you know run a great startup, and then you have expression in so many countries of the world. And you know, linking that, we will say that you have been able to build a community, you know, of leaders who um, have access to education, pretty much. What would you say are some of the key ingredients of you know building that community of leadership that is sustainable uh, yet also progressive? Well, I do believe that, first of all, you need to have the common foundation of the values. I need to connect people who share the same values and the same vision. And I mean, like global values in terms of like how we see the world and how we're going to connect it all together. Uh, it's really about being connected by the common mission of like overall leaders from the community, uh, because people don't have to follow just one person. They have to follow, uh, you know, like and be inspired by the mission of what we're building, what we're doing. And it's really about the creating the safe, you know, like environment of people like really fully expression themselves. And especially when it comes to really building international community, uh, because, you know, like we have so many different cultures, so many different languages, you know, like so many different mentalities. And um, it, it's really about how we're going to be embracing, you know, like all these differences and learning from each other. So being really open uh, to, you know, like uh, to everyone and everyone's differences. Yeah, I think that's uh, what makes a great foundation to this, in, in my experience. Fantastic, yeah. Fantastic. And, that, and that's really beautiful. Now, I would like to know, you know, which is also from your wealth of experience, that what would you consider to, you know, be the importance of, of community and leadership, right? Why do leaders have to care about building communities? Why do they need to care about leveraging um, some of those communities? Well, I do believe that community is in general is really like the future of the world and like of the products and of the businesses because it's really about connecting people and, and really, you know, like allowing people to uh, to support each other. Like, I don't know, like all the these global trends with like, I don't know, even like creators economy. But when you talk about the leaders, you know, like being in the role of the leader, sometimes it's very lonely, you know, like role. And uh, sometimes you have to tackle all this, you know, like, differences, obstacles, challenges, something that is not really common for like average, uh, you know, like human being. And really building a community of people who can understand what you're going through, 
like can can you can really like lean on you can really rely on that's uh that's essential and it's really powerful i can only like relate because like for example in my case i remember when i just started to build a company i never had a friend who had been doing going through the same and you know like like even when people can understand like could say like hey i do understand you well it's not i mean like if if, if you're not like uh like in a leadership position you're building a company i mean i'm sorry but you can't and then like eventually like right now when i live in san francisco i live in a community house and i'm surrounded by like people who have like startups you know like uh their own businesses and it's totally a different story and it just feels so much more empowered and you don't feel alone and uh yeah it's just it's much more safe and motivating and inspiring. So I believe like community is the only way to grow. And especially when you're doing something very complicated, uh, like being a leader. Interesting. So when it comes to building communities, leaders, you know, experience some form of challenges, right? In terms of how exactly are they able to communicate the vision of the community that they're building? How are they able to sustain even, you know, the community? How are they able to, you know, ensure some level of engagement um, in the community? Now, from your experience as someone who is building thriving communities and leading across continents, what would you say are some of the key challenges that you have had to deal with and how were you able to overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Thank you. So um, I do believe that building, like, first of all, it's, it's really, you have to be really clear with the goal of the, of the community because then whenever you build the community, what is what is going to be success? It's just going to be, you know, like, like building, you know, the happiness of the people within the community. If it's going to be, you know, like creating something new within the community, if it's just going to be contribution to your product or business. And it's really like important to understand. And when we build the community, I do believe that the the real beauty uh, of like really powerful communities when people actually it's like self-driving, you show direction, like you show some values, you show like how it can be done, like initial stages, and then people just start to grow with, like or, like organically. You know, like they pick up, they they start some activities, you know, like they start support each other, and in something that you do not control, but you just organize and combine and unite, and maybe you can act as like qualifying filter potentially, you know, like just ensuring you have the most quality and, and the and the safe environment for the people of the community. But then I guess uh, the second part is like, what was the difficult and uh, that sometimes comes with the engagement. Uh, like community is all about communication. It's all about, you know, like people want to talk, but then like, do they actually want to talk? Do they want to text? Like what is actually a good community, you know, like, or maybe if we talk about the students, maybe they actually want to be uh, very active, you know, like we're talking about professionals, it's going to be different. It's really different across different cultures, you know, like different, you know, like ages, um, different parts of the population, you know, like different roles and really understanding, you know, like and trying to match the value each participant of the community is going to be getting from this and how it's going to match to the specific, you know, like, the way and pattern how going to be the communicating and what you actually need to support that was quite a challenge you know because for us like hey they don't really text i mean like they don't really talk is it actually not working but then we start to talk with them it's like well you know like actually 80 percent of the people we want to limit social media we actually we want to have you know like less communication but more you know like deep conversations and quality so maybe you know like if if that's what people need and they want to limit this let's do something once a week and it's just going to be video off, it's just going to be offline and really trying to understand how the community is going to be 
best perfectly fit, you know, like within everyone's life, especially across different, you know, like countries. That so far was like one of the most challenging, but at the same time, one of the most interesting findings and the research that we had. That's really interesting, Dasha. And, you know, you, you spoke about, um, you know, communication as an important bedrock, uh, you know, for tribal communities. Now, when we look at communication within communities, right, what style of communication do you think is most effective um, for leaders to be able to get that uh, message across? Uh, well, um, that's, that's, that's a good question. Um, what, I do believe that we should separate first maybe the community itself and, and the leadership because I do believe that the community, like the best way is when you don't have to really say this out loud, but then like you create it based on the, you know, like the values and the mission so that people can actually follow and can organically build each other. So like you can have, you know, like very authoritative way of, you know, like building and, you know, like maybe spreading the word. And maybe in Russian, I do understand how authoritative works, you know, like <laughs> that's not something, you know, like want to build. Uh, but then you can have, you know, like the communities like, hey guys, we're here united by the common goal and like then see well how it's going to be. Uh, I do believe that it makes sense at the, at the beginning, you know, like just to understand, you know, like the like like basic guidelines of, you know, like how actually, you know, like perspective space and so on. But most importantly is like for me initially was what is the actual the profile of the person who's going to be, you know, like being part of this, being going to get the value and going to be, you know, like spreading the word. Because when you really understand who is it for, the initial because community is a product in my view then you actually understand what kind of like people are going to be naughty how they're going to be communicating and what you actually need to do for this so the answer might might going to be really back but like it's it's so different you know like for example like we have a community in india and it's a little different you know like like people with the like indian mentality they don't like to talk in the public spaces you know like it's not safe for them you know like they have you know like this like asian not losing public face mentality and like for example you know like doing the one-on-one -on -one communication and for them it's really important to show like hey you know like it's okay uh you know like to, to ask a common question don't be afraid to be you know to look stupid or something for them it's really important to introduce from our side each member of the community that's something something we have you know like realized we talk about i don't know like european it's it's completely different you know like you just base something on the emotions you know like hey you, we just started you know like a pattern hey guys let's just share with each other you know like something like the mood of the day or like let's motivate each other with like daily pictures and it's something like it's it's much more emotion driven rather than you know like getting some value like public face so it's 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 very different across across all of them but um yeah it all comes from like what is it in the community for the people who like parts of this yeah hope it's not just too broad answer <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely not so you know I, I think the conversation is getting us somewhere and i love the fact that you spoke about you know the place of emotions uh, and a lot of the things you said really focus on the characteristics of the leader in question you know so which now brings me to the next question about who exactly does this leader have to be right we have spoken about the fact that um, there needs to be a great level of clarity. There has to be a level of competence. There has to be, you know, the ability for such a leader to be empathetic and then connect with people, um, to be able to relate with people from the place of emotions, uh, to be able to communicate effectively. And all of these are elements 
on the dozen model for effective leadership, which is a, a model that you know I, I developed um, as a framework for effective leadership. Now, who exactly does this leader have to be? What could you say if you could summarize in like five main characteristics? What would this leader who is able to push the agenda of their community forward? Who do they have to be? Um, well, I do believe the first one is really being very open. And when I mean like open, it's just not being just open-minded, but really being open to the feedbacks, to the thoughts, to like changing, you know, like to like everything that comes in and like being open to the changes and challenges and, you know, like for like anything that comes in. And that is especially important because the community is usually like the great source of like, you know, like different feedbacks and insights and all of this. Second one, it's something, uh, someone uh, who, uh, you know, like it's not about telling what to do. It's really about like, hey, showing like that's what you're capable of and that's what can enable you to be. It's, it's really about, you know, like, it, you know, like inspiring people and, you know, like showing them great potential of what they can become and then like, you know, like ensuring them with the resources. Uh, because I guess that's the difference between just the manager and 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 the leader itself. Um, I do believe that uh, it takes courage, uh, you know, like because uh, often, you know, like it's really about making unpleasant, maybe tough decisions. It's really about, you know, like solving something, you know, like not everyone would be willing to do. Uh, and uh, that really takes courage, you know, like it really takes courage, responsibility and um, and all of this. And um, I do believe that, uh, like, I don't know, maybe just my personal, but I do believe it's really important to being able to have this vision and distinguish, you know, like what is it behind all this white noise, you know, like all these daily things and what is like the great picture, you know, like helping people to you know, like helicopter view and just to remind them like in each step of the way, what is the direction? So um, I would say like, that's something I personally pay attention to and that's something I want to embrace, uh, like personal in myself, you know, like a swell in this role. But yeah, I would maybe it was, it was actually four at the end, not five. But yeah, I would maybe just come down to this. Really, really amazing, Dasha. And thank you for sharing, um, you know, sort of valid points. I love what you spoke about feedback. You know, um, so I was reading an article earlier this week and you know it's it's an article that i found on um you know the harvard business review and it spoke about the fact that ego is an enemy for leadership right yeah. ego is an enemy for leadership and you find that a lot of leaders even though they have great level of clarity and then they have great intent and they're genuinely interested in building thriving communities a lot of leaders get to that point where they you know, deal with what we call the hubris syndrome. And the hubris syndrome is sort of, uh, you know, power intoxic intoxication, right? Yeah. Where they get so into um, the power, they get used to being so successful, and then they get to that point where they start to plateau. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the things that happens is that they're not willing to take feedback from people yeah. or, you know, they become so full of themselves or they start separating themselves from the community that they are building. Now, what exactly do leaders have to do? And this is because you mentioned about the place of feedback. You know, there's no way you want to be in that place where you can take feedback when 
um, you're so you're so full of ego, right? So, what exactly do leaders who run communities and by communities, of course, you know it, it varies. Communities can be organizations, um, you know, can be NGOs, uh, you know, it, it can come up in in any form. What exactly do they need to watch out for to ensure that they do not get stuck, you know, um, or they do not get caught in the hubris syndrome or being intoxicated by power? That's a really great question. And something I actually had the conversation today that like lots of, uh, you know, like leaders, they usually go with like ego. And uh, surprisingly, lots of them, it's, it's uh, majority of cases, sometimes male leaders, it just like some tendency, you know, like that uh, they're like more usually tend to, you know, like fall into uh, this thing. I do believe that um, just not to follow the same pattern, not to follow the same pattern. Um, you should always like, like whenever you take a decision, you should like ask yourself a question. Uh, like, is it actually like, is it for me or like, is it for, for the company? And I do believe that whenever you stick in the, and you believe that what are you building like and the community and the mission is much bigger than you are, that's the crucial attitude. That no matter what's going to be with you, the most important that's what you're building is actually going to be grown and outgrown you personally. Uh, that's the right mindset. And I also do believe that um, it's really important to have someone, like, to make sure you have an environment of, you know, like, people not being afraid to tell you feedback. And you have someone, you know, like, next to you who is able to say no to you. And there's, like, multiple ways, you know, like, I don't know, like, just to check within your team or something, like, around this. Do you actually have the culture of people, like, being able to tell you you're wrong? And actually, uh, you know, like, and you actually being able to listen to them. I mean, like, actually hear them. Um, I'm not sure how it's like. It's it's possible to do the double check, like the sanity check, because I think sometimes when people fall into the space, you know, like they try to convince themselves that, like, no, it's 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 not like it's not about me. It's it's about the company. Um, but to have someone, you know, like next to you, someone trusted, someone has, you know, like the the God and you know like the power uh to say like hey like to balance your out and say, and say like hey you're wrong right now to listen to them that's important and it's gonna be like different can be partners can be advisors can be mentors but you should to have you know like you know like the sanity board sanity board that's like from the very beginning is entitled to say whatever they want no matter what you feel which means there always has to be some level of accountability, you know, yeah. system in place. So what happens when, you know, because um, leaders could get to that point really where they even are the ones who kick out the accountability system that they have put in place, right? And it, it's interesting how much this costs the system, the structure, and the community that they have built. So let's come personal on this dasha you know what are some of the ways that you have been able to you know deal with this hubris syndrome or intoxication in whatever way that you know it manifests well um well um, i do believe that sometimes like it was like some cases when i um i um how to say i felt like like people didn't really feel confident enough to say like no to me and it wasn't really much about like the it was something about like the decisions uh, I was making. Like I could take, you know, like very risky decisions. And then, you know, like coming back, like, hey, someone had to actually stop me at this point of time. It wasn't really about me. It was really like how I could see my company going. 
but um at that time you know like when i when i saw the consequences it was like quite i guess like clearer for me that hey that was my mistake but like at least in my case i do want to believe that i don't have that much of the ego of the question but like i had the you know like this this got to admit that it was my fault and i need to work on this and then i just realized okay like hey that's not working and i came to you know like my advisors and my team is like hey guys looking back what do you think you know like was it right i was like no you're, you're right. i mean like we had some concerns i was like why didn't you tell me something why didn't you feel you know like confident enough to, to i don't know like to balance me out and then we just talk you know like it's, it's sometimes you know um uh i don't know like it, it, it's about like how i make decisions it's about you know like like having a veto right you know like right, like, for know, example, like, like, like for example like for example like for right now someone in my team like regarding the question on the case we can put a veto on something which means we have two weeks we have to come up with a different solution so we have to take extra two weeks to think and then we're going to find a compromise but again that's me i'm very like a person i want to have a system in place something that's gonna sometimes protect what i built from you and i always think i'm acting you know from the best interest but no one is perfect absolutely 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 and you know I, I love how you wrap it up around systems you know accountability and then telling us that you know we're, we're not all perfect so which means that as leaders we'll all, all make mistakes um however you know there's something I, I see a lot where um constituents you know employees and team members sometimes look at the leader um, with this eye of perfection and they have certain level of expectation around um, you know what they expect the leader to to be like or what they expect them to do at every point in time leaving no rooms for mistakes now how exactly should a leader deal with such level of expectation you know to ensure that there's that level of balance yes there's great level of vulnerability but at the same time you know there's the leader has not been projected to the level of being a semi-god, you know, somehow that they, uh, they start to look at them as being infallible. Uh, that's that's uh, a really good that's, question. That's really um, question. How I see uh, this, I do personally believe that everyone trusts much more a real person that makes mistakes and that is vulnerable and is open, you know, like to share this to you, like, rather than just like, trust in someone as like semi there's like type of leaders you know like who just you know like i'm you know like flawless you know like i'm maintaining the perfect picture in all of this i will be honest i'm i'm not i'm not th this type because i do believe that you know like the, the vulnerability and the openness creates much more trust in the same way you kind of like build the relationship within the uh you know like team when people actually you know support each other just because they believe they can handle this not just because they believe someone is actually perfect how like in my case, I was doing just in some point of time, I just started to be really open, you know, like about some things like, hey, guys, I can't be tired. Hey, guys, you know, like, I don't know how to do here, you know, like, and this can be a mistake, but I'm going to take responsibility, but I might be wrong. Like, and it's really about building the culture, about embracing mistakes, because uh, what I believe in, like the mistakes actually, uh, you know, like that's, the mistakes we, that we're doing is actually it's, it's a great learning curve 
And it's something I also try and, you know, like to, to embrace within my team, like, hey, you know, like, like if you're wrong, that doesn't mean you're bad. It means like you're doing like some crazy stuff, you're innovating fast enough and so on. And the same comes from me. And I'm always trying to show that I'm a real human just next to you guys. And I do believe that just shows, that really helps to create much more trust in this. And um, because I'm just real, and that really helps, you know, like to, for people to actually acknowledge their own mistakes as well. And overall, it's much more comfortable culture, especially when we're talking about something, we're doing something complicated. You don't want to like, you're not comfortable, you know, like, you know, like doing something perfect doing when something you look at it. When when you look at it. So like, that's, so you know, like, that's, that's really contrary, really based, you know, like building a religion, you know, like, like religion, 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 or building a community, when like someone is actually equal. So I'm like on the second, on the second, on the second site. Yeah, all right. Thank you very much for that, Dasha. And, you know, we're gradually wrapping up the, 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 the um, session for today. Uh, but then before you leave, I'd like you to share with us from your personal experiences, you know, what are some of the, um, you know, strategies that you have personally adopted to ensure that you keep your community together and then you keep your community engaged? Um. Um, yeah, well, that's a lot yeah, of that. Well, so, lots first of all, you really well, should understand really that the community is going to be evolving. And that each person you know, in the community is going to be going through different stages and through different roles. And the community should be evolving equally with the people who like being part of this. So, like someone who is just joining just recently, you know, like and being like there for like two months, they're like really active, you know, like engaged or something like this. And uh, and someone who's gonna be there like for like two, three years is gonna be different. And uh, we should be, you know, like like going like forward uh, and, and making sure we have the value for like each part of this. And uh, and second, you know, like it's really about making sure that the community fits perfectly within the lifestyle of the people. And it's not just about the communication that I mentioned, it's really about, you know, like what to talk about, what, what the actual the pains, what the actual the values, how we're actually going to be evolving. So the community should be for people. It should be the product of the people at different stages, you know, like a different patterns, I don't know, like a different cohorts and segments, segments, you know, because I'm always that bit, um, not, not numbers driven and, um, and systematic. Uh, but community is always a product, in my ways, a product that really helps you to achieve the ultimate goal. It's either can be product of like NGO, product of like government, I don't know, like product of the leaders, product of the of the business, but it should be driving and solving the major, I guess, like problems and the values and values should be available for each available each part of the uh, each member of the community. Each member of the community. Absolutely phenomenal. Thank you very much, Dasha, for sharing with us so passionately and then from your words of experience. Um, so before we let you go, Dasha, where can we find you online? Because I know some um, of the viewers may have questions for you or then they would want to know more about what you do at Study Free. Uh, so where can we find you online? Yeah, we have a website, yeah, studyfree.com. That's the website of the company. I'm always available on LinkedIn. You can find me by my name. I almost respond to like anyone always willing always to connect and, and share, you know, some learnings and mistakes and in the way. So anywhere online. So anywhere online. Whatever is like the, the most comfortable for you. Okay. All right, guys. All right. So there's a lot of 
Thank you, Dasha. Thank you, Dasha. You know, you have shared great and amazing tips with us. Thank you um, very much for spending time with us. You know, uh, and for everyone who has joined in, thank you. Uh, like I always say that insights without actions will always be useless. So you want to run with these insights and ideas um, and then start making better choices and better decisions as a leader. You have been listening to Leadership Conversations with Kemi Ogunkoya. If you have enjoyed this episode, go to relisworks.com forward slash podcast to leave a public review and share the link to this episode with others. Till I see you again, keep the conversation alive.